Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. What is up, Big Rig Nation? It's November the 30th. Um, the Big Rigs are back with an episode. Uh, and back with some unexpected news that Purdue Athletics is the top. We're the top, we're the top program in the nation. Football, basketball, engineering. We're back, boys. Uh, huge, huge weekend for Purdue. Um, boys, how are we doing? Great. Man, it, it was an incredible weekend, Ex an exhausting weekend, but an incredible weekend. So glad to be back. Good, good weekend for the Boilers. I'll admit, good weekend. Pete, say something nice about the Boilers. Purdue Pete, best mascot in sports. <laughs> nice. Um, see that, that's uh, we appreciate that. Uh, big rigs are two of the rigs are running with a little bit of flat tires today. Pete and I are a little bit of noodles, a little sick, but uh. No days off in the pod, but pod business, boys. So uh, we're going to get right to it. What's the best thing? <coughs> Excuse me, coughing in the mic's probably not it. That's not good for the for the business. Dean, what was the best thing you saw this weekend? Dean was in Columbus, um, probably not with a happy uh, happy half with his girlfriend as a diehard Ohio State fan. They got crushed. Dean was in attendance at the shoe. Um, I mean, Ohio State, they showed up for about a quarter. It was nuts, man. Just that environment is just insane. Like we were in the B deck, which is kind of like tucked under kind of the, the second deck a little bit. And it is just wild. Like those people, they're crazy about Ohio State football and even crazier when it's Michigan on the other side. Um, I'll say this, like in the days leading up to the game, I was sensing a lot of nervous energy from my counterpart there and as we got to columbus and we we started like the overall vibe was they were confident but something about it just felt like fake confidence a little bit just kind of like almost trying to convince themselves that you know that they were going to win this game easy and all the talk about cj stroud coming back for for souls and shit this year and you know you know we're going to blow them out souls. by 50 and you know, first drive of the game, they go right down the field and score, and you're like, okay, okay. But, you know, the the big plays just for Michigan really just kind of told the story in this game. And, you know, everyone's screaming and going like, what the hell is going on when, you know, Michigan has receivers running free through the secondary and the backup yeah. running back is, is housing it from 75 yards. and And then by the second half, everyone just losing their minds screaming for day's head and and yeah. stroud stroud needs to go and whatever stroud's not the guy and then of course the game ends they lose by a million and ohio state fans are fighting amongst each other about whether or not they deserve <laughs> to even go to the playoff now because i guess they don't want still... to they, they don't deserve they're like self-imposing that they don't want to go exactly and i'm Which like they're probably gonna go yeah That's i know so i'm just like i'm Go That's ahead, something you, you you would do, Rick. You just like the reverse jinx, you know? Like, well, we don't deserve to go. We don't deserve to go. But I probably would say if I was an Ohio State fan, we got lost in Michigan like that. I probably would say that. Yeah. They stink. They want Day's hat. Day's lost. He's like 
He's like 40 and five. It's his fifth loss ever at home. I mean, like, yeah. I get it's the big one and nothing else matters, but bring yeah. back Urban, right? Bring back Urban. <laughs> there was I mean, some We Want Urban chance after the game. I don't know if you saw it on the, the Fox desk. He he walks on water on that campus. Like, you know, all, probably, all the yeah. shit, all the shit in Jacksonville aside and, you know, Aaron Hernandez and whatnot at, at Florida, like, they love him yeah. there. And, you know, but yeah, I mean, there's. I'm sure that the tone will change if they get in the playoff as the fourth team. So just so like, so let's let's talk about that for a second. I said before the game because this has happened. I think 2016 it happened where it almost pays not to play in the championship game. So USC has already lost to Utah. Um, Kansas State's a really good team. Could easily beat TCU. So boys, let's talk. Hold on, let me let's put the pause on football real quick. I'm getting a little ahead of myself because I know Pete hasn't said what he liked about the weekend, but their weekend on co- we could talk a lot about this because I think there's a lot of different dynamics. So, but Dean, anything to wrap up on the where, well, whose jersey were you wearing? I saw you wearing some scarlet and gray. No, Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, I had the uh. Ezekiel Elliott jersey on, and unfortunately, my jersey luck carried over to that game so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunate for Ohio State and possibly unfortunate for me. Megan brought up a good point since we've been dating. Ohio State's 0-2 against Michigan, so next year is going to be a big game for Ryan Day and and for me. So you know, We should go to that. We should do a, we'll do a live recording at the big house. Yep. <laughs> so, yep, but that was pretty much it. The How many Michigan fans were there? Um, They were kind of scattered throughout, like when we were walking up, Walking up to the game, like walking through Greek Row and whatnot, there there were a few Michigan fans that were definitely taking some heat early. But uh, as far in our section, it was there was like two Michigan fans just sitting there quietly, mm-hmm. and then you know they conveniently they left right as the game actually turned in their favor. So I, I assume they got a better seat uh, to watch the game and enjoy themselves yeah, rather than being. I loved it. I was so ha- I I was stuck. so happy. But um, that's good, Dean. I'm, I'm, no one, no one got tossed in the river. No. Okay. Good. Pete. What was best, best thing, thing I saw this weekend. weekend. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, that game was was awesome. I was I was betting heavy on Big Blue, so they came through for me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns here and, and say Mike White was the best thing I saw this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean. Magic Mike to the rescue for the New York Jets, and hey, I'll I'll sit on I'll sit on the sword here and and say I said it was the wrong move, right? I I think, you did say that, and I still stand by that. This when when I said it, I, I would still say the same thing. I still don't know what they're gonna do with Zach Wilson, right? Like, of course, now that Mike White has played played well, won a game, and looked fantastic against a bad Bears team. Let's let's preface it there. Bad Bears. Everyone's on IR. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I take it with a grain of salt, but you can't sit Mike White until he goes out and totally blows up. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of question marks going into the offseason. I don't know how much progression Zach Wilson's going to have not even dressing or playing with the practice squad over the next six weeks. Um, but, man, Mike White. He came in and he's hot. He showed he went two for twenty-eight, three fifteen, three. I mean, that's yeah. I don't know if you guys watched the game, but he looked like more than a serviceable quarterback. He looked like a great quarterback. Um, 
for that entire game. He had one one throw that should have been picked. Other than that, I mean, he was dicing up that defense, hitting open receivers, as you should. Um, and I've got a lot of questions this week. You know, do you think I think I think one of the Purdue boys texted me. I think it was Jim reached out and said, Do you think Zach Wilson could have done that against the Bears defense? My answer was no. I, I don't. Mm. Um, and that's that's why he's on the bench right now because he he's lost all of his fundamentals. He can't make the easy throws. Um, I was willing to sacrifice the rest of the season to see what we have in Zach Wilson and move on. Um, but the team's good enough to to go to the playoffs, and that's what the coaches think. And hey, they yeah, well, I mean they're and they're gonna ride it and and see where it goes. So hey, if he plays like that the rest of the season, we're in for a fun fun. Uh, Couple weeks here with with the Jets and, I mean, and yeah, trying, playing with house money, trying to make yeah, the playoffs. So this week's gonna be big. This it's gonna be a big test uh, at Minnesota. Uh, another I mean, bad, another bad defense though, right? Like yeah. So but, if, if Mike White plays up to what he played last week, and I mean our defense, I have I have full confidence that they could play against anyone and and yeah. hold them under twenty points. So um, we'll we'll see. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, I'll say real quick to your yeah, because yeah, your comment last week was, you know, them needing to see what they have in Zach Wilson, and it was something that I come back to like when we talk about tanking in in sports, and it's like front offices tank, like the front office, their job is to look you know into the future and what. So I, I could see like the front office making the call that hey, no, we need to see what we have in Zach, but coaches and players, they're out there trying to win games. So it it made sense to me when you know Salah made the change like to go to Mike White because you had to discipline Wilson in some way for you know the the comments and like whether it was a one game thing or or whatever I'm sure if Mike White played poorly last week then you know maybe Wilson comes back sooner rather than later um, but I, I really liked that you know Garrett Wilson kind of backed up his talk last week after the you know with his frustration he comes out like five catches 85 yards and two tds and elijah moore i saw also caught a touchdown because he's kind of been a he's had issues with the the coaching staff this year and has been sitting out games and he's a talented player so it was good to see like those guys get on track as well playing with mike white honestly the the craziest thing that watching that game was was that the our offense is extremely explosive, right? We're missing Brees Hall, arguably the best rookie in this year's draft um, offensively, and you know he's hurt for the season. But you saw Braxton Berrios get touches. You saw Elijah Moore. You saw Garrett Wilson. You saw Tyler Conklin. You saw CJ Uzama, who hasn't barely caught any balls all year. I mean, all these guys that have you know, are getting no touches when Zach's the quarterback. Mike White spread the rock. Everyone got a touch, made big plays, short, easy passes, and let them go. Let the playmakers go play. And our running backs, Michael Carter got hurt. Um, Ty Johnson did well. I mean, and we had another rookie. Um, his name's blanking me right now. But came in at running back to replace James Robinson and and did extremely well as, as well. So, I mean – Across the board, a great offensive game. Defense had a, a bad first half, but closed the game strong. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited as a Jets fan sitting here. And, and the Pats lost too, so it's good for our playoff playoff hunt. Um, 
but yeah, that, that's my big thing from the weekend. Wow. MVP, do we have any East Coast listeners? Not yet. We have to cut the. Dude. We're gonna cut the New York segments down until we do. <laughs> um, yeah, I know Pat's lost on a literal fraudulent call, uh, but that was not the best thing uh, I saw this weekend. The best thing I saw this weekend was my alma mater. Um, I mean, they, it, you know, it's kind of like at you're you're at the casino, right? And you just lose, you're just you just lose, 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 and then you just go on a hot streak out of nowhere right you're not expecting it you're just expected to lose um and it wasn't like you know we beat you know a gonzaga team it was we beat gonzaga by what 19 in in portland her backyard uh we beat um in iu for the bucket right, obviously a big game as it is but just to go to the big 10 championship uh which is the first time in our our lifetime probably probably last time too but and then we beat a good Duke team by, by 19 as well. I mean, everything's coming up Purdue. Um, I mean, we're on the national stage. We're number five in basketball. We're playing Michigan uh, this weekend. Boys, I don't – a lot of us have never been here. We're, we like I think we thrive in the arena of, of just being kind of losers, lovable losers. Um so it's just kind of we don't really know what to do with our hands at this point. I think we're extremely happy. I'll be in Indy uh, on Saturday. I'm really excited. I I texted a few of us. I said I kind of hope we don't play the game, um, just because like going to the bars, being excited is is going to be the best part of the day. Like once that game starts, pregame will be awesome. But like once you know Michigan inevitably just starts running and throwing the ball down our throat. It's not gonna be as fun. So I hope something happens. The lights go out at Lucas Oil, and they just and we'll just be Big Ten West champions forever. Like we'll take that. So, um, Dean, I'll, I'll pass it to you because um, you're probably number one Purdue Purdue hater. I'll, you know, I'll say it. Uh, it. It might be a little time to eat some crow. Might be this might be our crow eating segment um, because Matt Painter coached two really three really good games west virginia included and jeff brom you know took care of business in bloomington what what uh what do we have to say i would use a word other than hater i would just say critic like my thing with purdue has always been that when we when we get the hint of expectations we fall flat on our face and you know i'll, I'll give them credit you know finally winning the big 10 west now it's been a long time coming like Northwestern's done it like at least twice. And yeah, I, I struggle to say that, that Northwestern is, is a better program football wise than, than Purdue. But uh, no, it's going to be, it, it was a crazy, you know, and, 24 I, and Iowa. <laughs> that might've been I, really the craziest. Step. I mean, we called that We We called Iowa losing that game to nebraska we, did we yeah no we said that this was how it was going to shake out is that we were going to oh, and then we were that game yeah. yeah so we, we were half Gosh. right we were half right but um yeah uh, i'm like well and of course because iowa or nebraska tried to lose that game but yeah like crazy yep. 36 48 hours but the thing i said about purdue basketball coming in this year is that painter 
for all of his kind of warts, like when uh, we you know, sweet 16 and when we've had good teams is he does his best work when the expectations are lower. Mm -hmm. and it has like a newer group of guys and, and this team just plays a better brand of basketball than they mm -hmm. kind of got tricked into playing last year with Ivy and yeah. Edie because they just played so much one-on-one -on -one with Ivy or tossed it into Edie and there was just, you know, it was tough for the other guys to fit in from the, the little bit I've watched them this year. I really just like how the team plays kind of more cohesive. And of course, Edie's point. I mean, he's been super efficient. Dude, they play, they play hard. Like yeah. this is a team that just like was di Edie was diving, you know. Obviously, it's a big game, but I mean, this I, I watched the team and it was just like refresh, like the ball movement. Like I mean, and the team is low key deep. I mean, you have yeah. Caleb first. I thought played probably the best game out of you know minus Edie, but he was had huge shots, huge rebounds. He had a double double. I don't know, Fletcher Lawyer. You know, I think a few of a few of us have already. I never said this, but other people were like, the team, the Purdue that the Purdue team that's going to go deep in the tournament, potentially a Final Four, is not going to be the Ivy team. The you know that that sort of team. It's going to be a team that just like has nothing to lose and just like is you know. But I mean, what they said, they're all a bunch of two, three star guys. Yep. Out of high school, you know, it's going to be the team that just like has blinders on and just kind of really doesn't realize how big the moment is so i mean guys, i don't know like, I'm, I'm pumped like, i'm pumped yeah like we're six games into the season right like you guys are pretty much already in the ncaa tournament at this point like unless you just totally blow up so i mean until you guys show me something in the ncaa tournament like this is all just well of course jibber jabber in my eyes you know like we were in the exact same position first, first first month of college basketball is what is it? It's Pete. We beat two of the best teams in the country. It's I mean, we beat two, two of the, of the best two, teams in the country. Two of the best teams five games into the season, right? Are they going to be the best teams at the end of the year? Like Duke and Gonzaga, are great teams every year. Hold them for We're going to see, right? We're going to see if they're the, a great team at the end of the year. That is all true. I'm saying, all I'm saying is it's early. College basketball, yep. there's, there's so many moving pieces. 60, what, 68 teams make the tournament, you know? The end of the day, until until I March, agree, anything can happen. Anything can happen. There's no stuff yet. Final four is not in November. I agree. But what I've also said as Purdue fans is, given our results, really in football and mainly basketball in the tournament, is enjoy these times because there's a car crash ahead. We've seen yeah. it in a million. I mean, there's a you know, there's a an Iona or a Vermont just sitting waiting to. You know, get their paws on us in in March. So it, I'm, I'm going to enjoy these times, and I'm going to I'm going to kind of celebrate more than I would because I know I've seen this story for 30 years of my life. Yep. For 30 years, I've seen this story. So I'm going to you know, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. There's been no bigger time in Purdue athletics than right now, right this second. There's been no bigger time. There's no bigger time. Well said. Thank you. Okay, so moving on. Um, speaking of Purdue football, uh, huge weekend of college football. Obviously, we covered the Michigan-Ohio State game, but Purdue plays a, a hot Michigan team, 16. And the line's moving pretty fast, not not in the right direction, but I think it's 16 and a half or something. Um, there's no way we win this game, right? No. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. I've... I... <laughs> It, 
my thing like, is there's I no can, there's no yeah there's none. bad matchups all over the field none but this the thing i wonder is 16 and a half is a lot i'm also i'm just not sure that michigan's going to really try to run up the score on us because you know georgia and michigan are i think they're the two teams they can lose on saturday and nothing yeah. changes for them so like i'm you think we pay them off and say hey you know take a dive and we'll go to rose Bowl? i was sitting there trying to talk myself into michigan just fucking sleepwalking past this game resting guys trying to heal up and then we pull off a win but i i couldn't get I out of so, i couldn't get yeah. out of phase i couldn't get out of phase one on that so i don't, I don't think the lion's high the lion's high enough honestly i mean <laughs> i appreciate that you're talking about a an undefeated team that's run through the big 10 this year big 10's bat i know and i mean i i could see them winning by 30 like that's just my opinion. Yeah. Boilermakers. They could. I mean, they beat the doors off Iowa last year in the Big Ten. Very similar circumstances. Yeah. yeah. But I don't so, know, man. I'm sorry, PM. Park no, I was just going to say, I, this time of year, you guys, you guys got, what, two games left, three games left for Michigan? These seniors, mm -hmm. like you think John Harbaugh is going to be like, let's just sit our guys in the second half. No. I understand maybe resting, no. you know, in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, but he's going to let these kids play and they want to go into whoever they play in the college football playoff hot, right? Yeah. They don't want to be up 30 to 10 in the fourth quarter and let Purdue score 14 points unanswered and squeak out a Big Ten championship. They're going to want to go in rolling, feel good about themselves um, and head into the college football playoff on a, on a hot streak. I, I just think this is not me being a Purdue hater. Feels they're, like just, it. they're just in a different class. I mean, let's All right. be honest. Oh, there's no, uh, there's no doubt about yeah. that. No, this no is doubt. uh, if let's play, how does Purdue win this game? I'll I'll break it down for you. There's, I think there's three things, right? I mean, Purdue has nothing to lose. Purdue is expected. It's right where we want them. We have absolutely nothing to lose. We're literally not in our backyard. We're in our front yard in indianapolis i i say it's going to be michigan travels extremely well but it's a hot take it's a it's a really expensive ticket because i think purdue we want to see our team play i think it's gonna be 65 percent purdue fans so i think it's going to be a ruckus crowd it's a night game um and then the big story that came out i believe sunday is that a o'connell our quarterback's older brother passed away it's really sad um so uh, this team is again should not you know we play 100 times they beat us 99 but you just, you, just you just never know right you just never know pete let me ask you this let me ask you this and this is not a jinx because i don't think you can't jinx a game that you're 16 point dog dogs on but if we win if we if we win and win the Big Ten championship, we go we go to Pasadena. And is it worth? And I'll, I'll get some flack for this, but I don't care. Is it worth? Right, people that are going, stop at the local flower shop before the game. No, <laughs> save your money. Do not go to the local flower shop. That slim slim chance for that bouquet. No. You don't for the for the you know 
once in a lifetime photo op. You got a, you got a better chance of of putting your money in Bitcoin or FTX right now than spending <laughs> it on flowers. For real. So Pete, if I have a rose in my mouth Saturday at midnight, what are you gonna say to me? I'm not gonna say anything. I won't be there, so I won't see it. I'll call you. <laughs> hey, if you want to put a rose in your mouth, go for it. I'm not. I'm not stopping you. I mean, if you guys win, I'll be happy for you. I just, I just don't. I don't. I don't any scenario I put in my head, I don't. I don't see it we coming agree. out. Yeah, yeah, we agree. Yeah, we agree. We agree. So, um, let's talk about other college football, though. I know. I know you just. We've been talking Purdue for. 20 minutes. There's a lot of other. Well, I think here. like 99% of our listeners are pretty fans. So, but yeah, we can talk about college football. What do you got? I think TCU, we were right. Blew the doors off Iowa state. Yeah. I think that Kansas state game is a, a scary one. I, I've seen a lot of critics out there say, even if they lose that game, they got a chance to still make it in the playoff. What do you guys think there? TCU. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh. No, see, and this is where I might go off the rails a little bit. I don't think TCU gets in with a loss because I look at how the the playoff has rated the Big 12 and you have TCU. They finally put them in uh, after Ohio see, State. I'm going to stop you real fast before you go. I just got one quick fact. TCU out of the four right now has the hardest strength of schedule. Hardest strength of schedule, yep. I mean – so I'm, take yeah. that if if that's an Oklahoma logo on their helmet, it's, it's a they could they don't have to show up. No, and but I look then at like the SEC, Georgia's Georgia and Michigan are the clear top two teams in the country. I think we can all agree on that, right? Georgia yes. and Michigan. Yes. Okay, yeah. And so my my side point would be is that this would be the year to have the BCS back and just play the top two teams because. The other two teams that make the playoff, assuming TCU loses, I say like the three and four teams in the playoff, it would be they wouldn't deserve to be there with the chance to play for a championship like Michigan and Georgia. And so I think that's it's gonna be a little bit shitty for for those teams to be undefeated all year, and then you have these one loss or possibly even two loss team come into the playoffs and you know, one game and and you're out. But I'll say this. The, the SEC has Alabama at six, Tennessee at seven. I was like, I, I could see a case where TCU loses to Kansas State, USC gets beat by Utah, and it's chaos. It's and, and Alabama chaos. gets in there, and I, I wouldn't like that because Bama's a two-loss non-champ. But I could see it just because it feels like they've just been slowly, they've been hesitant on all the the Big Twelve teams as far as the playoff committee is concerned. So I, I could I could see a case yeah. where Ohio State's three and Bama gets in there at four, but there's no way. Baby. There's zero I mean chance. that was gonna be my next question: Is there any road for Alabama to get no. back in? No, I, I, I think teams I because I, they're not gonna move TCU out. There's one spot to play for, and that's USC. And that's if they lose, Ohio State's in. But I hate to say, but I I think that's the only. That's the only thing. Unless TCU loses by 60. So I'm not saying it's likely, but I'll say this is that Alabama, they were given like a 14% chance to make it uh, either right before last weekend's games or after this past weekend's games completed. And I think that's literally based on like 
the probability of both USC and TCU losing because TCU is really skirted by a lot. They've had a lot of close games this year, and the Big 12 as a whole, yeah. like you look at their teams, they haven't been that impressive. So I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if it happened and just caused some chaos, but I really hope that either TCU or USC can take care of business because I don't like the idea of having multiple non-champions of their conference make yeah. a playoff. I think it's – I think it's lining up exactly the way the college football committee wants, right? I think. Yeah. I mean, you got Pac-12 champion if USC wins, Big 12, Big 10, SEC. Yeah, uh, that's how yeah. things go according to plan. This is how they drew the college football playoff up when they came out with this concept, right? Top four teams, and I think it'll be good for football. I think it'll be good for college football if USC gets in. TCU, I agree. I don't, I don't know TCU like. Sure. Would I rather it be Texas, Oklahoma, Baylor, one of these powerhouse Big 12 schools? Sure. But, I mean, USC, like the West Coast, this is going to be huge for them. I mean, Lincoln Riley coming in, and it's just it's good. I think, I think it's good for college football seeing USC in there, in the mix. College football is just better when there's like a good powerhouse team out West. I mean, Oregon was good. They never got over the hump like to win a championship, but they had years where they were carrying the mantle out there. And, of course, USC had one of the greatest runs of all time. It's just better when there's an actual threat out there to, you know, the Ohio States and the Alabamas and the Georgias. Um, so and I would just like – go ahead. No, I was going to say, does USC or TCU have any chance of beating those other teams? Yeah, I was going to talk about the matchup. So, as it stands right now, I think these would be great games. TCU, Michigan, and USC, Georgia. I think USC could beat Georgia. I mean, Caleb Williams is he's, he's mean, playing the he's best the, football. He's the Heisman winner already. So yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think Georgia's they're, yeah, they're, they're not nearly as good. Yeah, they're they're not the team they were last year. Yes, they're very good. They could beat anybody on any given day, but they're not blowing out teams. Right, like mm -mm. At the SEC, it just keeps killing themselves. Um, you know, I know they still got Tennessee up there, Alabama, all that, but I, th I think USC can beat Georgia too. I think they come to play and they they got a shot. The, I, I I disagree. I, I I think Georgia. I think they've kind of let off the gas here a little bit once they got through through Tennessee, because I remember watching that Tennessee game when they blew their doors off. Tennessee and then looking at the remaining schedule, it was all just the cupcake SEC East and then Georgia Tech. So I think they've let off the gas a little bit. I think that they're, to me, they're clearly the best team in the country. And then Michigan is maybe on like that half step below them. But I think, I think Michigan would be, would have a tougher time with USC than they would TCU. I think USC has, they have the, you know, the, the wild card and all this with Caleb Williams. Like every game, like you watch USC play, he's just running around crazy, throwing balls all over the field. People can't bring him down. Like watching the Notre Dame game, there were plenty of times where Notre Dame had, would have him stopped for like an eight-yard sack, and he whittles out of it and then goes and picks up the first down on like third and 17. And you're just like, you're like, what the hell is going on? I think I made the, the comment in our – in our group meet was like some team is going to 
you know, get fooled into thinking Caleb Williams is the next Mahomes with how like he runs around with the ball and then makes these makes these throws. Now, obviously, he's not in this coming draft. He he'll be he'll be back at USC next year. But I think yeah. he's the wild card in all of this. I think he's probably the most talented player out of any of those four teams, and I think that gives them a chance that another team wouldn't otherwise have. You know what I feel like is annoying is that I feel like Georgia is every time they play a big game, obviously I know the SEC championships always in Atlanta, but the college football, uh, the predicting them to be is in, is in Atlanta too. It's just like they play at home every time. It feels like every time they play, it's in Atlanta. It's annoying. I know yeah. I played in Indies last, but it's just like every time. They have potential wow. this year to have three quote-unquote neutral site games in, at, in Georgia. Yeah. In Mercedes-Benz. So, oh, yeah. The, I'm going to be at the game this weekend, so I'll give you guys the update on on the LSU to, to Georgia fans ratio. I mean, Georgia fans have got to be like, we're out of money for these. We don't care about the SEC championship anymore. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think they still care. Um, yeah, they got the, yeah. the SEC is in a class of its own. I think winning that title means something. Um, I was there last year, though, man, and it was Georgia versus Bama, and it was pretty much a split crowd. I mean, hard to tell, a lot of red, right? But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tough for the yeah. colorblind crowd. The eye test is, yeah. yeah, tough to tell. So I'm happy we got some purple this year, purple and gold to, to really differentiate the. The fan percentages, but I, I, I mean, the Bama fans were loud last year. I think LSU fans travel too. I think this this one means a lot for them, right? Especially losing last week, it would have been huge if they didn't lose this past weekend. You, I was about to say, can you imagine if they won? How do they how do they lose to get crushed by AM? Yeah, they got just crushed. They looked horrible. Oh man, that would be this, this is the game. This is their game of the year, though. I think they're going to come to yeah. play. Yeah, I think it'll be a good well, game. No, so. uh, their their game of the year was against Alabama. Yeah. For for LSU, like th- th- their fans go crazy about the Bama. At least here in Houston, they go crazy for the Bama game every year. But I, I agree, Georgia's going to want this one because Bama has set the bar so high in the SEC for what you know domination looks like. And this is Georgia's chance. I mean, you get uh, well. I guess they lost. I mean, they lost the championship last year. I forgot about that, and they got them in the championship. It's like they they're going to want that that championship and try to keep this run going that they're on mm-hmm. i i'd yeah. give I, i'd say purdue has a better chance to pull an upset against michigan than lsu does against yeah georgia i, I disagree, I disagree but. <laughs> it's good embrace the bait um i i lo- i still low-key i i low-key think the best game of the week and is usc utah that's gonna be really really I went to the Pac-12. We, man, we're going to a lot of championships. I went to the Pac-12 championship last year against Oregon, Utah versus Oregon, and it was 95% Utah fans. They're, they're nutcases. I mean, Pete lived in Salt Lake, so he knows about Ute Nation. <laughs> Pete, what's a, they bring, like, these huge flags. But they're, they travel like none other. Yeah, it, it was in Vegas last. It's a, is it in Vegas yeah. again this year? Yeah, they're in Vegas yeah. The, the yeah, weird thing, a, a quick hip, uh, skip and a hop from Salt Lake, four and a half, five hour drive. Um, same, That's a low key fan for USC, like, though. Same yeah. for USC. But yeah, Utah's yeah. an underrated fan base. 
Oh yeah, they're. I mean, they don't have a professional football team, right? So in Utah, they got the Utes and they got BYU. So yeah, they they love their they love their uh, their college football out there for sure. Yep. I'll say this: that game's a weird one because USC's favored by three, but ESPN's predictor gives sixty-two percent chance of victory to yeah. Utah. That's a. Uh, Does anyone ever look at that thing though? No, I just. just I, it's just it's colorful, so I like it. But I, it's so, just like a big it's a big pie chart for me. So I, I always I, the only time I really see it is when it's like the bottom line of ESPN. And it'll show the spread, and it's like ESPN's FPI, yeah, so and so chance to win. And I just like I just kind of just take notice of you know yeah this how the spread compares to you know the chance chance to win sometimes. But I think it'll be a good game. The game they played earlier this year, Utah won by one at home, and it was a game that kind of. Had some pretty controversial calls late that many people felt kind of robbed. Which side of me? USC. Yeah. I agree, though, know. Rick. I think that that has potential to be the game of the weekend. Um, just so I like it's on Friday too. Yeah, like it's on Friday. Friday night. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that just about wraps it up. Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything NFL before we hop into picks? Well, I think we got to talk about one sport before that. I think we all know. We gotta talk soccer. <laughs> we you and honestly, you and we lost. Gotta, we gotta talk soccer. I was a little yeah. confused. I'm like, what, yeah, what else I was lost. Pete, yeah, Pete's Pete's brain can only hold so many sports. And um, yeah, how about we'll go soccer and then we'll talk a little NFL. Then we'll go to picks to wrap it up. Um, USA had to actually win a game, which means score more than the other team uh, or country, and they did that. They won one nothing, holistic with a heroic goal. You say heroic, Captain America. I, I don't know. I, I watched a little bit of it. It was cool. Um, I'm happy. I again, we love USA. It's pro USA. Uh, we got the Saturday has a huge, huge potential to be one of the best sporting days in a long time. We got USA starting, kicking. Uh, at 8 a.m. Mountain Time, and we just roll right into the championship game. So um, I'm happy we play the Netherlands. Pretty big underdogs, plus 300, so I guess they're good. We don't do ties once we're out of group stage, right, boys? Right. They play two 15-minute periods and then PKs. Okay. So it ends um, up being like 100, 120 minutes and then PKs. Yeah, I think uh... – Good win, right? Good win for USA soccer. We talked about it last time. They didn't make the World Cup four years ago, so yeah, it was big. They uh, they got a lot of young guys. I don't know much about soccer, but I one you played, did you say that last time? I, I played soccer growing up, but that doesn't mean I follow soccer. Um, I don't know much about professional soccer. I would say. Um, okay. With that being said, though, I like. We've, we've talked about it. Boring, right? Just another boring oh, game. Man. I mean, but the one headline I keep seeing that, that just pisses me off is like Pulisic puts his body on the line for his country. I'm like, he's he playing. A, that, he came back and played the rest of the half. Like, yeah, he got, it looked like he got hit in the nuts, right? Like, sounds like it's something a little more than that, but he's, he's already said he's playing next game. Just, just the drama, the, the flopping. What is up? What is up with it? Like I know everyone's like, oh, they, but like these dudes are like, they. I saw like a tweet. They act like they get shot 
Like they get yeah. sniped. Like what? I mean, like is that just like I, I know that's just part of the game, and there's probably people rolling their eyes at us. But like, I mean, you look at any other sport, there's nothing even close to what these like the NBA looks like. Like legitimate, they look like Academy Award winners. These soccer players do compared to. Yeah, well, it's, it's crazy. It's the same vein as NBA with the, the flopping, though, because you almost get punished if you don't flop and you like you try to like maintain your balance or you stay on your feet, because then the ref, you know, just inherently, you know, is less inclined like to to blow the whistle, call a foul. The thing I hate in soccer is when it gets late in the game and the guys start doing that because they know that the official is not going to count all that time for like the stoppage time later. So like if you're up, all of a sudden you start going down, rolling around, yeah, acting like there's a sniper. They're like a fish out of water. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, this gets over top. And then like the guy gets up like two minutes later and and he's great. And it's just like, yeah, "Ah, come on. It's like, that's the gamesmanship part of it that goes way beyond like the flopping in the NBA and just makes it even tougher to watch. I'm fine with them. If they they get hit and they fall, they fall, right? Like make it a dramatic fall. I don't care. What I hate is that they literally throw their hands up every time, like, like it was the most blatant worst penalty <laughs> in the history of soccer. Every single time someone slides in and clips the their toenail, right? Like it is, it's it's the complaining that bothers me. It's less about trying to get a call as much as it is the screaming and yelling versus like, hey, yeah. just, just continue playing. You didn't get the call. Let's go, right? Yeah. Um, that it just that shit pisses me off, man. Let's it's, uh, it's let's. Let's close this up. Let's I'll say something nice about soccer. I'll say I'll start. I, I Pete, I kind of love like these guys can just absolutely like minus like punching these refs in the face. They can just do whatever they want to the refs. It's I I love it. They're just like and they're like, you know, Lou Pinella back in the day, just like, you know, turning his ball cap around and like, but they don't get tossed. These refs just take it and like <laughs> everyone they're just like 20 of them getting in the f- – I, I love it. I I think that's my favorite part. I think I would do well in that because uh, I would love to just, you know – because you can't even look at NBA refs or really anybody. But, like, these guys will just – they get their money for it. I, I, I yeah. enjoy that about soccer. World Cup, I always wonder, like, how they find the refs that can speak the language of both teams. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, so what are they – yeah. It's just three three different languages being spoken, and everyone's angry, and but no one has any idea what what they're. <laughs> I think saying. it's so beautiful. It's incredibly yeah. beautiful. Everyone's just cussing, yeah. and and no one really knows what's going on. Right. The only language I, they speak is cards. <laughs> I, love, I love it. I, love I think it. my my favorite part of it, or most compelling part of it, in my mind, is that these guys literally have endless stamina. Like you think about yeah, I was, I was yes, yeah. the other day, they run seven to nine miles in a game and yeah. they're still running as fast as they were in the you know first 10 minutes in the last 10 minutes. And it's just, you could tell they were getting winning at the end of that USA game. But overall, man, like their stamina just blows Incredible. my mind. It just blows yeah, my mind. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And maybe this is my dumb brain, but the goalies can kick that soccer ball 200 yards. I mean, they, they, they let that thing... They make oh, Justin yeah. Tucker look like a little pee wee kick. That thing. Yeah. But they never make good NFL kickers, right? Is that the. No. 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 But. I mean, they, yeah, they no, take that ball. I, I totally agree about the the stamina, just the fact that they can run around for, you know, at, 
the majority of them, like not all of them, because of course they're substitutions, end up playing like 70, 80 minutes. They're running around. You know their legs feel like jello, and yet they're still able to make like good touches, good passes, and then just yeah. have to like on a whim just sprint. But the the th- the nice thing I'll say is that I'm I'm glad for this team to make it to the you know, the knockout stage because yeah, they making the World Cup was nice, but making it to the knockout stage like you know the the best teams in the world. Yeah. It's like that's that that's good for that's a good thing to build on rather than you know oh, okay we made it to the World Cup and we didn't win a game. It's like you got your first win un- under your belt, and now like you give yourself a chance. And Netherlands is a great team, and the US is probably not going to win. But getting to the knockout stage is big for a group that is yeah like a bunch of 19, 20, and twenty one year olds. You look at some of these teams; they're all you know in in their late twenties. I mean Belgium, they've got an old. So they're team. like the second youngest team. US yeah, teams. so. Yeah. I'm not a not a big soccer guy, but I think it's it's good for them going forward to make it here. I would say like the one thing our 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 sports in the USA is so fixated on offense, right? And I think that's why we all hate soccer. But like let's not forget, like the USA has only let up one goal, one goal in three games. So and it was a PK. I I don't think yeah. it's out of the question to say that United States good. can go yeah a run right like they got to figure out how to score more but man if they keep keep playing good defense like defense wins championships in in any sport so i, I think i think there's a chance i'm not saying it's a great chance but there's a chance so you're yeah. saying there's a chance yeah. um <clears throat> last headline i saw renato's he's leaving manchester united he's gonna go play in saudi arabia for 200 mil a year yeah you guys take that? Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred mil for a year <laughs> to do a, a 12, 12 month sentence in, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um okay, I think that I think we covered soccer pretty well. How about this? If if USA wins on Saturday, we'll have a live guest, a soccer guest to come on. Sounds good. That's our promise of soccer world. Okay. All right. Uh picks. Um where's my notes? Uh, we've had six so far. Pete's in the lead. Three wins, two losses, one tie. They really should have. He should have lost that Pats game because that was a catch. But uh, I'm two and four. Dean's one, one, two and two. So pretty wide open. We got three picks this weekend. What do we got, boys? I'll kick it off. Um, I'm going to start with college football. And we touched on it a little bit earlier. I was gonna go Michigan, but for the boiler listeners, I'll I'll stay away from that game. No, you don't have to. Uh, no, out of respect of our listeners, I'll stay. We away want all from... the bullets and board. We need, we're keeping receipts. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be one of those receipts. So I'll. Uh, You're already on our list. So all right. I'll, I'll pick the game. I'll pick the game that I'm going to, and I'm gonna pick LSU plus seventeen and a half. I think Georgia. Like we said earlier, they're probably they're definitely in even if they lose, and I don't think they're going to lose. But seventeen and a half against an LSU team that was on the cusp of making the playoff as early as three days ago, um, four days ago, I think I think they got a lot to play for LSU still. I think you know Brian Kelly in his first year, you know, to try to go out and win the SEC championship game. I think I think they're going to be amped up and ready to go. Um, neutral site, I know it's in Georgia. But 17 and a half is a lot of points. So I'll take LSU plus 17 and a half. I think it's a decent game. 
I think if Georgia, when Georgia does win, they might pull away a little at the end, but I think it stays under 17. Uh, moving to the NFL, Deshaun Watson's back, guys. Yep. Oh. And the line yeah, is not. The line is not as big as I thought it would be versus a bad Texans team. Yeah, seven. Browns minus seven. Uh, I like it. I think he's going to come out with a lot to prove. I'm, I'm all about teams that have a lot to prove. And Deshaun Watson, everyone hates that guy right now. It's like the Astros this year. Everyone hated the Astros. Look what they did. They won, right? So give me the Browns minus seven in Houston. I think Deshaun Watson tears it up. I think they have a big game. They just beat – who did they beat the, the Buccaneers this week? Mm -hmm. Not that the Bucs are very good, but Brown's been playing decent football. I think they go down to Tampa or uh, to Houston and just just beat up on the Texans. Um, that's my second pick. And my last pick is the Chiefs minus two. I think everyone's high on the Bengals right now, and they've been playing good football. I mean, I had the Titans this past week. That was my one loss. I, I said I was going to keep betting them until. They didn't cover. They didn't cover. Um, but, hey, I'm going against Joe Burrow again. I know this is in Cincinnati, but the Chiefs are a juggernaut. And only two points. I'll take Pat Mahomes all day, minus two. Um, I think it's a decent game, but I think Chiefs win by at least three points. Okay. Very interesting picks. Yeah, I, I, Brown's on his – this feels a little too good to be true, right? Man, if if I didn't know any better, I would think Pete was looking at my my notepad and, and fading me on some of these. I love it. I was, we have crossfire. So I was looking at the, the same games. So I, I can go ahead and and go next. Um, yep. I'm only going to do one from college football, and it's because I've done a whole bunch of Pac-12 picks. I might as well do the Pac-12 championship game. So. I'm going USC minus three in this one. Um, I think USC is going to exact a little bit of revenge for that loss earlier this year against Utah. I think Caleb Williams is going to have a big game, and USC is going to earn their way into the playoffs. I think that will be a fun game. It will be an intense game. Now, having been to Allegiant Stadium, I know that's a, a really cool place to watch a game, and I'm sure it's cool to play there as well. I think USC is going to take care of business and win the Pac-12. You know, give us give us a chance getting three big Big Ten teams in the playoff. Them, Michigan and Ohio State. But uh, they have Texans Browns. I know it's Deshaun's first game back, and I saw a seven point line, and it's at Houston. I'm taking Texans plus seven. Like wow. I think Deshaun Watson, he didn't look great in the preseason. He hasn't played an actual NFL game in two years. I don't see him coming in and tearing up the Texans. I think this is going to be an emotional game for the Texans, who who looked bad last week, but Kyle Allen really started playing well towards the end of the game. Garbage time, sure. But it was also his, his first start. You know, I think they've got a little bit of juice. The stadium's been pretty dead in Houston this year, but I think it's going to be pretty juiced up for this game. Uh, Deshaun Watson, some of his accusers are going to be at the game. In, yeah, a, in, a, in, a, in a press box, so he's going to face his accusers for the first time. You know, I, I see this being a close game. I think I think Cleveland will eventually pull it out, but I think Texas are going to play them tough and get inside of that that seven point line. Um, and I was like, I, I 
the fact that it was only seven points, I was like, okay, this is this is too close, you know, for me to think that the Browns are just going to blow them out. Um, my next game, Lions plus one against the Jaguars. The Lions have been playing good football lately. Uh, yeah, I must want that Brown. Yeah, Swift, Jamal Williams, Goss playing better. That defense playing better. You know, they're really kind of riding the wave right now. I mean, the, the Lions always lose on Thanksgiving, so I'm not really going to dock them for for losing a close one to the Bills because I think the Bills are a very good team. So I, I, I like the Lions in this one. The Jaguars, you never really know like which Jaguars team is going to show up this week, but, you know, after all, they're the Jaguars, so I'm going to give the Lions plus one in this cat fight. And then Titans at the Eagles. And we, we've a couple of us, and when I say a couple, I mean one of us, was was fading the Titans a couple weeks ago when they were playing the Packers. And I think the Titans just kind of continue to show that they're just a good team, that they play good defense, they run the ball, and that lends it to keeping the game close. And the Eagles, you know, they put up 40 points on the Packers last week, but that was still ended up a one-score game. And they beat the Colts by one the week before, and the Colts are a bad team. I think this is going to be a close game in Philly. And I think the Titans, you know, I think five and a half is a little bit disrespectful to them, just given that they're, you know, seven and four. You know, I'd say they are probably a little bit better than that seven and four would indicate. I think they're going to keep this one close. And they might, they, I think they'll have a chance, you know, to, to win it outright. I, I think. You know, I think they're going to get inside that five and a half point line. Uh, the Eagles are kind of they're they're starting to they're slowing down a little bit for me. They're not like they they don't strike me as the juggernaut that I think a lot of people wanted to call them early in the season. Okay, that was good, Dean. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> um, you didn't say my picks were good, so. <laughs> and Pete, we're, we're an honest podcast here so <laughs> all right here we go so uh i'm gonna start with i don't i i hate all my picks but it's something i have to do with it this is like a little a little a little fact for you both um kansas state and tcu in dallas that's an all-purple game that's an all-purple game you know not many not many times do all purple teams match up. Think about it. So um, there's going to be a lot of purple in the stadium. Uh, and I think TCU is faster on turf. Um, they'll be playing the AT&T Stadium. I remember watching the KU game at KU. Uh, they looked really fast on turf. Um, so all purple plus playing on turf. Uh, I think TCU has heard enough of everyone's BS. Uh, and we haven't even talked about Adrian Martinez is not he's hurt. So uh we're going frogs minus two and a half. Um we have not touched <clears throat> on the great sport of hockey yet. Uh but Pete and I have two of the best teams in the league, right? Uh Boston Bruins are nineteen and three, and the New York Devils are nineteen and four, both with thirty-eight points. New Jersey, um, New Jersey Devils. What I say, New York. Same thing, right? Uh, New Jersey Devils. Um, boys, the Bruins are an absolute wagon. I've I haven't watched much Devils. 
Uh, but the Bruins are a wagon. Uh, they're playing the Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, in Boston on Saturday. Uh, so I like. I don't think there's a money line yet, but I like. I like Bruins money line. The Abs have not been good this year. They got. I think they got shut out for nothing last night by Winnipeg. Um, so that's a little talking pucks for everyone. And then last but not least, um, I mean, it has to be Purdue plus 16 and a half. Um, I don't know. I get goosebumps thinking about it. Uh, I think we're like 0 and 10 in football and basketball games in Lucas Oil. We've never won ever. Uh, we've played a few times early in the season at Lucas Oil for football and then basketball. They had the tournament there during COVID. We, we play horrible in that building, but I mean, we have to cover. We have no other choice. So um, it's a huge weekend for the Boilers, huge weekend for the big rigs, uh, and we're sick too. Yeah. So this I'll, was, I'll, uh, say, yeah, I'll, I'll say this about the Purdue game. Purdue is 3-0 and versus top three teams under Jeff Brom when they're unranked. Things to think, think about. I think we're like 20 state. We're real close. Dude. We're like 26, 27. I just want to. I just want to get on the record. I will be. I will be rooting for my Boilermaker fans. <laughs> it feel you feel bad. See, I, I try. I try to give you guys some feel good, some props, and I just get ridiculed for that. So if I root against you, I get ridiculed. <laughs> if I root for you, I get ridiculed. Well, Pete, I, I had text messages that clearly state otherwise. So that's why I get confused on. I, I'm, what, not, what I I'm not sitting here saying that I root for you guys every single week, but. This weekend, I'm rooting for you. Take it or fucking leave it, dude. Come on. I'm taking it. I'll I'm take taking it. it. I'll, I'll take it. it. You guys need Pete's, all the you can get. Exactly. Pete's closer to my end it. of the spectrum as a Purdue critic than anything. I, I, I respect that. Yeah, you guys are saying, bro. I'm fully drinking the Kool-Aid. Man, it's going to be a good – it's going to be a great day. The weather looks beautiful. Um, good, Pete, thing it's yeah. a, like, good thing it's in a dome. Well, just, you know, out walking outside. Yeah, let's call them Walmart Wolverines. Oh yeah, Concordia. Uh, hey, but uh, before we uh, before we wrap up, just just real quick, we got a Patriots Bills Thursday night. Any, yep. any quick picks? I I think the Bills are the best off them, but that's my opinion. I think I mean Josh Ahn's playing like the same type of football as um, I forget who the quarterback was, but. Um, I forget, it, maybe by J- Jacoby Brissett or something, but um, I mean the Patriots. I don't know. I don't know. This is. I think this will be. I'm not saying this is the season, but I think we got to beat the. I think we got to beat the Bills. So is, the Bills are not playing Buffalo. Football. It's in. It's in July. It's a Thursday night game. Okay. Yep. That's. I, I mean, the Pats need to find know. some some divisional wins. Here, I mean, both teams do. The Bills, they they've already got losses to the Jets yeah. and the the Dolphins. You know, that division is going to be so close. You're going to need those head to head and then divisional records for tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. A lot of divisional games. I mean, the AFC East and the NFC East are all just so tight. And yeah. the last whatever six weeks here, especially the NFC East, they just all play each other like multiple times. Like the Giants mm-hmm. play the Eagles twice and the commanders twice and like yeah they're backloaded it's just crazy so i think it's gonna be a fun couple weeks <coughs> for the divisions see who comes out on top yep for sure props to us no baseball talk this week but we're yeah, all wearing we, baseball gear 
Yeah. Oh, we're on Zoom. We're in baseball gear. So the first we need time... more. We need more like actual moves on the hot stove. Yeah. Uh, we're this is gonna open a can of worms. We'll save it for next episode. But yeah, I have no idea what the socks are doing. I'm getting nervous. Uh, there's a the winter meetings haven't even happened yet. So there's a report this morning that Bogart said that the socks and him have severed ties. So at least you got chime bloom. It's all part of negotiations, Rick. It's Boris. I mean, Boris is his agent. So anyway, we're going we're, we're gonna, to, maybe we'll do this post-show. But uh, thanks for listening. You all are Big Rig Nation. Yeah, the big Let's have a weekend. Go Boris! <laughs>